at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School, sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Second hour of Old School Live from you know, Bourbon Street, 8th and R, 801 R Street. You can get down here. Right here on the strip, man. Good stuff in. They brought us some hush puppies, yeah. which I have to set a maximum, right? I have to set a boundary on. on you don't want to, though. No, because the really, the sauce is amazing, too. So you have dipping sauce. I tried the sauce and the hush puppy. It was delicious. D- dipping sauce is good. 402-464-5685. Start a hand me text line. Hondo Lincoln Hotline if you want to join the conversation. We appreciate you uh, for hanging out with us on a Friday. Again, it's Beat Wisconsin. We beat the Badgers is the way we're going into tomorrow morning. It's going to be a cold one. We'll be at Tipsy Tina's starting at 830. Uh, we'll go until right until kickoff, and then uh, the call-in show will be immediately following the game for 90 minutes. Uh, you'll be able to call Bach and Nick and, you know, hopefully have something good to, to talk about, something good to say. That'd be nice. Yeah, and then Jake and I will be down at Tanner's uh, 90 minutes a- after the game, uh, and we'll take you through, uh, depending on the mood, you know, depending on the mood. We may stay a while, we may not. Yeah, it'd be nice if they won. We'll, we'll, we could stay a while for we'll, sure. We'll, yeah, I mean, we'll raffle off a jersey as well. Uh, today we're raffling off tickets uh, to go see the Huskers and Badgers tomorrow. You can do that. You can follow on the live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter live so you can see what's happening down here. Again, Bourbon Street, uh, it offers catering options. Uh, you know, you can throw birthday parties. You can impress the boss, seafood boil. You can custom to get exactly what you want. Uh, it's got one of the best outdoor patios in Lincoln, right here in the heart of Haymarket in downtown Lincoln, just blocks away from Memorial Stadium or Pinnacle Bank Arena. Uh, you can call down. Here's the number, 531-254-5749. Jake Sorensen, before we get to, uh, continue talking about Bourbon Street, let them know about the Mercado. The Mercado by Certified Piedmontese, 84th and Havelock. It is a awesome place. You've got the great great steaks, sirloin, ribeye, every, every type of steak you want. They have it yeah. from certified Piedmontese beef. It's awesome. They've got gelato. I know you love the gelato there. I do. You love the gelato. I do. They have seafood, everything, biltong, jerky. I mean, if you want great food, the Mercado's got it. 84th and Havelock, certified Piedmontese. Stop on by. Open seven days a week. And what do we have here oh coming? Oh, my goodness. We These told you we had hush strips. puppies. These are the chicken look at, strips. Look how big that is. It's These, like a, like it's you like a have to take chicken. a picture of those. You have to take a yeah, picture of those. Yeah, I'm going to. Here. So... <laughs> Here at Bourbon Street, and I'd forgotten, and I apologize yeah. in advance for forgetting how amazing these are. So they make they, their chicken strips are actual chicken breasts that hand batter to order. Wow! Uh, deep fried. This is they are the they're 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 the size of of, of a second baseman's catcher's uh, second baseman's mitt. That's the size of these chicken strips. Jake is going to share it. I'm about to put it on Twitter. Right yeah, now. put yeah. it on Twitter. This thing is phenomenal. And I'm going to test the science behind it because my doctors have said that, that I could, in fact, have French fries, but I, can, I, I could only have a couple of French fries. 
I can only have a couple of French fries. And folks have said people who only eat a couple of French fries are serial murderers. So we're going to test this because uh, I'm going to have – I haven't had a French fry in a month. But, but this is your time. In a month. Don't cry me. But I kind of don't want to break the streak. Well, you got to – it's – I don't want to be the person that tells you to do something you're not supposed Bad to. Bad influence. However, it's a, but Pure I will tell you this, TP. It is a Friday. And Friday means French the weekend. French Fry Friday. Too. French Fry Friday. Don't blame uh, me. Don't blame me if you have if you, if you have regrets. I'm just saying it's Oh, different. there'll be no regret. Okay. Like, okay. there will be okay. no regret okay. at all. So, they've got – so, I mean, along with the seafood boils, uh, the Cajun boils, whatever you want to put in it, they, they can custom make I just it. shared it on, on Twitter. So, on they've got a, a crab and, 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 and a swaggio corn – Corn dip, hush puppies, they've got french fries, gumbo, fried catfish, shrimp, cheeseburger, chicken strips. What's, how do you pronounce that? Let me see. How do you pronounce that? Asiago. Asiago corn. That's like a corn cheese. Dip. Asiago corn dip. Did you, but look at this. I, I made a new word. Did, I was creating a new, a new dip. Have you ever heard of this? They call it, <laughs> they call it the stack fries topped with shrimp and bearnaise sauce. Cheddar cheese, Cajun spike, and chives. I never heard of fries with don't shrimp be, on top. Don't be saucy with me, Bernays. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I believe we have Jay. Jay Foreman's with us. Uh, let's bring in the Husker Hall of Famer. He knows all about the menu here because he's been down here and done his thing. Jay Foreman, what's happening with your brother? What's happening? Uh, you oh, well, they just brought out – so they brought out the hush puppies and they brought out the chicken <laughs> strips, the, you know, the, the, the full nose tackle size – Chicken strips that they have here? I've never yeah, seen chicken strips this big. <laughs> it's there. Yeah, uh, man. They, they real, they the, hey, they're the real deal Holyfield. You got to need to give Jake, Jake some since it's got a little, it's a little fried a little bit to, you know, enlighten his little tummy because he's he not used to any soul food. This hey, is, listen, I eat huge. soul food, Jay. Come on. It's this is huge. This thing is this thing is monstrous. This thing is monstrous. It's intimidating. I'm, I'm getting scared of it. There's three of them. That's like a total of like I don't know, 14 ounces of chicken strip. Like that, this is how big <laughs> is it? It's like a five ounce plank, basically. These are huge. You know. Well, they said like Jay. So they tell you this. They said how many chicken strips are there? There's three, but it's three chicken breasts. Like <laughs> it's serious. It's a full chicken breast. It's not a strip. Okay. We can hold them up on yeah, the stream. Yeah, look at this. Yeah. Hold them up on the stream. Yeah, I got it. Look at, look, if you're oh, watching my. the video stream, look at how big these chicken strips are. <laughs> these are massive. These are oh, massive. Man. Oh, it's like man. three times the size of normal this strip, is, if not this four. This is fantastic, man. So, yeah, I just ordered my uh, my dinner, so I'm going to have one of the, 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 the Bourbon Street boils uh, that I'm going to take with me. Uh, it's one of those ones that come in the big catering pan, Jay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it'll be a full weekend. Where do you want us to send you some? How, how do you want this to work? Uh, I wish you could send me some, but I'm all good right now, man. Okay, yeah. man. All right, all right. So let's go through. It's time for Jay's picks. Uh, let's get into this thing. We'll get into the NFL first and start there. Uh, the three and seven Carolina Panthers travel and face the six and three Baltimore Ravens. No, but uh, this is Baltimore Ravens. I know Baker Mayfield's coming back, so he thinks he's going to try to bring the old Cleveland mantra back. But uh, too much Ravens, too much uh, Lamar Jackson. So I think the Ravens not only win, but they win big. The Chicago Bears at three and seven travel to Atlanta to face the four and six Falcons. Mm. 
You know, uh, the Falcons have been playing good ball. I think they just have some, you know, bad luck. But I'm going to pick the Falcons, man. I like the way they've been playing. Um, it would be somewhat of an upset, but I like the, the, the way the, the, the Falcons have been playing. Yeah, I, both of those teams, I mean, Chicago snatched uh, victory from the jaws of defeat last week. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, the Cleveland Browns and the Buffalo Bills will move to Detroit. The 3-6 and six Browns take on the 6-3 and three Buffalo Bills. Oh, you know the Bills. This is a question. This is Bills. Bills against the 1972 Dolphins. Bills all day long, <laughs> but now to be honest with you, Bills are, Bills are looking to get back right. They've let a couple games slip away. Josh Allen, I think, is finally going to get rid of the interception or multi, multi-interception games. And uh, even though it's a different place, I think the Bills still roll. The 5-5 five and five Washington Commanders travel to Houston to face the 1-7-1 and one Texans. Uh, well, I think the Commanders, I think the way that they beat the brakes off the Eagles, and it was not close, I think the Commanders uh, obviously are starting to get healthy with Chase Young possibly getting back. they got the best quarterback on the roster playing, even though they're a unique individual, Tyler Heineke. Yeah, I call him Tyler Hickey. Um, <laughs> they're starting to get healthy on the offensive line, and, of course, their defensive line has a ton of talent. So I think the Commanders are going to go down there and take the command and lead and beat the Texans. The Texans play good, but they just don't have any weapons. And uh, they have a good running back at Pierce. You know, Brandon Cooks is good, but besides Aaron Mills, but the, in one off good offensive lineman, but the defense is uh, you can't name one person on defense besides Stingley, who's a rookie, and he hasn't done much. So uh, I think the uh, Commanders win. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles try to rebound from their first loss of the season. They go in eight and one and travel to Indianapolis to face the four, five, and one Colts. Mm. I think the Eagles win. I think at any other time that this might be good for uh, you know the the Colts to win, but I think the Eagles after getting embarrassed like that and the way the Eagles lost. You know when the coach is talking about turnovers and you know making a making the making so many bad plays, it looks like the, the calls are going against us. It's a it's attention to detail week for the Eagles. Not a very good week for the Colts, but I think it's going to be a close contested game. I think the Eagles win. Or oh, yeah, I think the Eagles win. Sorry. The New York Jets at six and three. Those are not words we did, we we thought we put together this season. The Jets at six and three travel to Foxborough to p- face the five and four Patriots. Yeah, well, I'm going to keep going with the Patriots because the Jets seem like they can't beat them. But I know I like Robert Sala. He always is taking receipts, and uh, you know the Patriots think you know they're just doing the Patriot thing, just kind of just laying low and, and finding out a way to you know what kind of type of team they have, and they seem to turn it on when they need to. Um, I like the Jets. I think they're up and coming. I think they're coming off a of bye week, but I'm going to go with the Patriots until the Jets finally beat them one year. Two disappointments. Uh, the Rams at three and six, and the Saints at three and seven take on one another in New Orleans. Uh, oof, this is bad. Well, I, I'm going to go with the the, the Saints because um, Cooper Cup's out. The running back, the running attack isn't there. The defense is still legit, but there's only so many plays you can play on defense in the NFL. I think the Saints do have a pretty good um, skill position group. And uh, if Andy Dalton doesn't throw at Jalen Ramsey, they win. So I'm going to go with uh, the Saints. Detroit at three and six on the road against the seven and two New York Football Giants. Man, I think, man, you know, to be honest with you, this might be the upset alert of the weekend. 
Uh, I think the Giants are a well-coached team. I think the Giants are better than what people ever gave them credit for coming into the season. And they're, they're 7-2 for a reason. But I, I, I've liked the way Detroit's played um, over the last, you know, few weeks and, and really, you know, gained a lot of respect for me, you know. But, you know, to be honest, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to go. This might be an upset, but I'm going to go with the Giants. I think they'll, I think they'll be well prepared. I love their coach, so I'm going to go with the Giants. The Raiders, who are in dire, dire situation, circumstance two and seven, travel to face another yeah. franchise that is in the same boat, the three and six Denver Broncos. Ooh, Mr. Ultimate against the uh, the ultimate letdown of a, of a team and roster this year in the Raiders. You know, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Um, Any type of team has faced the type of adversity in, in the, I guess, drama, you know, obviously with – uh, Derek Carr, you know, coming out and you know in his press conference, I'm going to go with the Raiders. You know, I think that the Raiders uh, have a talent, and I think the Broncos, after getting away Chubb, their defense is still good, but their offense just has not got it together. They don't know what they want to do. Russell Wilson obviously is not the Russell Wilson of old. So I'm going to go with the with the Raiders. The game of the day: the six and three Dallas Cowboys travel to Minneapolis to face the eight and one Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings, man. Look, they made believers out of me. They play 60 minutes. They're physical. Uh, they're well-coached. Their offense is explosive. they got explosive players and good players everywhere. they got enough role players that step up in big times. I'm going to go with the Vikings, man. I like what they're doing. It's, it's going to be a statement game, and it'll be interesting to watch. Um, this may help determine how this division plays out. The 5-4 and four Bengals travel to face the 3-6 the and six Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Steelers are, you know, just not the Steelers of old. It's a tough year for the Steelers. They're not very talented um, as far as, like, you know, skill position besides Najee Harris uh, and a few other players. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. They're, they're, they're trying to get, get back right, um, and I think they'll play well and beat the Steelers. Sunday night football. The 7-2 and two Kansas City Chiefs take on the 5-4 and four Chargers. Oh, I'm going to go with Kansas City. It's going to be a good game. You know, a lot of yards passing. But, you know, I think a little bit uh, Justin Herbert, I won't say he's regressed, but I think the offensive staff has regressed around him. And I, I feel like they haven't been as innovative as they should have with a guy with the, probably the best arm uh, in the league or one of the best arms, a good deep thrower, athletic, you know, ability. And, uh, you know, I know they've had a lot of injuries, but uh, I think they could do a lot more as far as, like, offensively and uh, scheme-wise. And then you're facing Kansas City. I think as the years ago, as the year goes on, their defense will get better. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it will get better uh, like they always do. And then Patrick Mahomes, they seem like, look, they just picked up Tony <laughs> from, yeah. you know, the Giants. And they just they just got a plethora of athletes. So you just don't know who who is going to be that week that's going to go off on you. So I, I'm going to pick uh, Kansas City. Monday Night Football, the 5-4 and four, Red Hot 49ers travel to Phoenix to take on Arizona, 4-6. and six. Man, I'm never picking pocket Hercules. Man, <laughs> any dude that loves, any dude that loves uh, Fortnite and, and uh, what I call a duty more than he loves the NFL, he, he, he can kick rocks to me. So, pocket Hercules just is a little butt down. So they're going to lose. And you know what? He's going to get Cliff Kingsbury, Mr. GQ, GQ fired. Uh, and he might be trade bait here in a year or two. 
Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one as it plays out. We're with Husker Hall of Famer Jay Foreman, his picks on a Friday to get you ready for your Saturday and Sunday football viewing. We're going to jump over to the Big Ten Conference and ask you, uh, Illinois and Michigan, uh, Michigan will, will go into this thing as a 17-point favorite. Yeah, I, I don't think Michigan – well, it depends, a lot of it depends on Chase Brown's playing, if he's healthy and happy. Um, but anyways, I think Illinois' defense is, is ready. I think they're motivated. They, I think they gave up too many points last week, like they'll tell you. Um, they feel embarrassed. They feel like they did, they let themselves down. So they're going to come in uh, looking for, for a fight. I think um, Michigan's offense did enough against Nebraska, but not enough to impress me. So I'm going to go with Michigan to win, but not to cover. I think it's going to be a competitive game. But a Chase Brown play, do not be surprised that Brett Bielema, not – Bellinia, Brett Bielma will will have an upset uh, of the ages for Illinois fighting the line night. Well, Brown's that good. Uh, Northwestern travels to West Lafayette. They're seventeen and a half point underdog uh, to the Boilermakers. <laughs> hey man, this is wrestling. Hey, this is a repeat. You get get out of town for your for my man Pat Fitzgerald. He's waiting for this season to be over. Um, <laughs> look, Purdue. Purdue. Purdue somehow has found a way to, to go from the depths of hell of the Big Ten West and the ultimate, uh, you know, fumble the bag, as they like to say. Um, now they're, they have, they control their own destiny. So I'm going to go with Purdue, uh, mainly because they're playing Northwestern. But number two, I think that was the identity win last week for Purdue to go on the road, run the ball, and be able to pass the ball. They're back on schedule right, in, right on time and going to head down to Indianapolis with this victory. Jay, Jake and I just pondered for a moment the, the, the gut and the emotion of Nebraska football if Northwestern never wins another game in the Big Ten this season. Ooh, I'm not even going to think like that. I'll, I'll think <laughs> Nebraska going to win tomorrow so, and the next week. Oh, my goodness. It just, it, it, it's going to be this thing. Indiana travels to face Sparty, who's trying to get to a bowl uh, Michigan State, 13-and-a-half-point uh, favorite. Uh, I'm going to go with Michigan State. They're trying to get bowl eligible. I think they're, it's part of their process of maturation of their program under Mel Tucker. I know everybody, for whatever reason, gets mad with, you know because he got paid. and Maybe it's overpaid, maybe it's not. Um, but I think you know from where the program was and where he got him going, if he can make bowl game two years in a row and possibly upsetting uh, Penn State in the final week, that would be you know kind of a – you know, a little bit of a whipped cream on, um, you know, horse doo doo type of season for them. So I, I think they get bowl eligible against, uh, in, you know, in this next game. And I think, uh, you know, after that, you just never know. Number two, Ohio State, a 27 and a half point favorite at College Park against the Terps. Oh, I'm going to Ohio State. I think this is actually a, you know, I would say a good warm up game, but I think it's a good game. For them to keep their, you know, knife sharp, to, you know, work on their run game. You just, you know, I'm not sure about the health of their, their, both of their running backs. Try to get guys that maybe need some more reps, you know, or hadn't got enough reps, you know, throughout the season. Get some. Maryland will be a game opponent. They got good uh, skill positions, but just can't handle Ohio State. I figure on both both of the lines. I think Ohio State goes in there, handles their business like they should, and uh, you know, gets on the on the plane back home with a victory. Number 11, Penn State, is a 19-point favorite in Piscataway against Rutgers. Ooh. Uh, you know, this is this, if there's ever a game for an upset, this might be it. But the only problem is Rutgers can't score any points. So, 
Um, I think their defense will keep them in the game like they have all year. Um, but I think Penn State will, you know, overwhelm them with their athletes. I think their defense is uh, better than what they've played on a consistent basis. The offense is a two-headed monster with running attack, and they got a really good receiver that's young. They always got a tight end. Uh, Clifford doesn't get enough credit. He'll go down as the most productive uh, quarterback in Penn State history. Um, it won't be appreciated till he's, you know, five years out of the program. So uh, I think Penn State will win, but I think it'll be a tough victory. Iowa travels to Minneapolis, two-and-a-half-point underdog to the Gophers. Ooh. This game right here is, uh, you know, the thing is crazy. You can feel bad for Nebraska losing to uh, Iowa this many years in a row, but so is Minnesota. I think Minnesota's lost to them like six or seven times in a row. Um, and so I figure uh, if there's a year for Minnesota to get right and, and win a game, this is it because I think, uh, you know, Minnesota is a better overall team. When you look at their offense, defense, and special teams, Iowa is mainly predicated on getting defensive turnovers and points off defense. I think Minnesota is well-coached enough to where they won't put themselves in a situation for Iowa to, you know, reap the benefits of their defense. So then, therefore, it puts a total pressure on Petrus to win the game. I don't think he can do it. And so I think Minnesota finally uh, breaks through and gets that, uh, I don't know, apple orchard or pig trophy or whatever it is that they usually, usually play for. The Longhorns travel to Lawrence, Kansas to face the Jayhawks. What do you got? Oh, uh, I think the Longhorns win. You know, I think uh, Kansas was a good story in the first five weeks. Um, you know, the one thing that surprised about Kansas, I'm surprised they haven't signed their coach back because uh, you know, people come knocking there, even though they got a rock chalk Jayhawk going on. Basketball season has gotten started, so uh, – Texas will come in there. It'll be a tough game because I think, you know, they're well-coached, Kansas is. Um, they physically will go out there and compete. They are a different Kansas team, but I think so is this uh, Texas team under their standards. Uh, I think Texas wins. Number seven, USC. At number 16, USC, UCLA in the Rose Bowl for tops of the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, this is it. I mean, if there's a team that's in the driver's seat to kind of, you know, get into the college football playoffs, it's USC. So this is this is a double victory for them. Beat UCLA, uh, two, two highly ranked teams on national TV, and being to continue along the process of being in the driver's seat to possibly get in the college football playoffs. You know, earlier on Big Ten, I picked UCLA. I got to stay true to my word. I, I think UCLA, and hopefully they don't make me wrong, I think they're a little bit more physical than uh, USC. And the team that beat them er- USC earlier in this year, who was it? Utah Utes, Utah, right? Utah, and yeah, that's this, it, man. Utah Utes, and what are Utah Utes? Line them up, physical, um, pretty physical on defense. So I think UCLA gets back right and beats USC. Jay, in the upset, uh, this is the most expensive ticket in all of college football for the day that the Rose Bowl, which has been empty most of the year, uh, the lowest ticket yeah. uh, to get into the Rose Bowl tomorrow will be $165 for a building that's been empty. They don't know how to act. Uh, also, on the other side of the ledger, in determining how, how this bowl thing is going to play out, number 10 Utah travels to Eugene, Oregon, to face the number 12 Ducks. Who you got? Yeah, this is. Uh, I think Utah has some injury uh, stuff going on. I think the quarterback is hurt, and another one of their uh, big time players is hurt. Normally, I would pick Utah, but they're going to Oregon. Oregon is a well coached bunch. Um, 
stayed quiet as kept. They've been, you know, after getting, you know, boat raced by Georgia, I think, uh, you know, they've made a little bit of a comeback. So I'm going to go to Oregon. They're playing at home. The game uh, last week was pretty exciting. Um, they're explosive on offense. Um, yet to be seen on defense, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Oregon just based on health. It's going to be a good one. And finally, right here at home, uh, Nebraska and Wisconsin, how do you think it plays out? Uh, well, I think, you know, obviously it's going to be a physical game, but I think that, you know, Nebraska's run defense has been pretty consistent, you know, ever since Bill Bush has taken over. You know, granted, you know, guys have gotten over 100 yards, but it had to be volume. And so I think more of the same tomorrow. I think Casey comes back, uh, provides a spark for the team. I think Nebraska, uh, what they do well, Wisconsin doesn't do well. So I think this is going to help, you know, Mark Whipple and, and, and Bunch, you know, get back to what the, you know, they've been doing at times on offense. And so I think, uh, you know, oddly enough, with the interim coach, Nebraska pulls the upset on Wisconsin. And uh, Jim Lennon has to wait another week to not only be bull eligible, but the possibility of being a full-time head coach. So welcome to our world, Jim Leonard. And, uh, you know, give kudos, kudos to Nikki Joseph and pulling the upset. Yeah, let him get it somewhere else. <laughs> you know, it's right. over here. Hall of Famer, we appreciate you, brother. I'll see you at the ballpark tomorrow. That's Jay Foreman, Nebraska's Hall of Famer. Right. We appreciate you, brother. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy your Friday night. All right, man. Uh, we will be here. We're live at Bourbon Street. We'll be here. We'll give away these tickets. We've got uh, ticket T-shirts we'll also give away. We'll do that in the next 30 minutes. We'll have Jake Sorensen go through his games of the week and the games that he's looking forward to watching. Uh, of course, Nebraska Wisconsin is at the top of the list, but we'll find out what, what else he's watching when we come back to Old School. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.